Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast from Somers Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator, and it's Thursday, so we're here with Dr. Raymond Blanche for a superintendent's update. Hi, Ray. Hi, Amanda. How are you on this Thursday? All right. It's a little dreary outside. It is. I know. Yesterday was beautiful. It was. <laughs> but let's, let's pick people's spirits up with yep. some good news regarding our COVID protocols. Absolutely. So I would say the uh, biggest thing that we know that had changed first oh, a few weeks ago from CDC that said that the barriers were not necessary any longer. Took a little bit for the state to go ahead and follow that guidelines. And then we made the determination to leave those in place just for a little bit longer. And there's some data points that we have been watching throughout the year and we continue to watch. So one clear data point is just how many students that were um, having to go ahead and have uh, quarantined out of uh, the COVID experience and how many of those students come out positive quarantine. So that number is again, less than 1%, has been, still continues to be. And then the second big piece in there is the randomized COVID testing that we've been able to do. So right now, oh, we're a little bit over 200 of those um, randomized tests have been given. And at this point in time, we're uh, one uh, positive Only case. Only one positive case. Yep. So again, less, you know, roughly half of a percent. So I anticipate that we'll send out a message tomorrow, some adjustments with those uh, barriers coming forward. Just to reiterate, 200 random tests were conducted across all four school buildings. Yes. Okay. And there was only one positive test. Correct. Out of all of those. Yes. Okay. Um, and I know that our, our average positive COVID-19 rate day, on a day-to-day -day basis is like maybe one to two cases per day on average. Plenty yep. of days we don't have any. Correct. And then, and then as we definitely have seen that come down, as you can anticipate from where we were back in the fall, to coming in the winter now coming in the spring with the vaccinations being available we're over we believe over 85 percent of our faculty and staff have, have had those shots the second shot complete round of those so we're very high level of vaccinations okay so we should be on track to take those barriers away yes i anticipate we will do random testing again today and then we would more than likely start removing those monday and we'll slowly go ahead and take those. We'll keep those and just to see if anything what changes as we watch the monitoring again. It's not a requirement, uh, yet we will go ahead and start pulling them, but maintain them in case for whatever reason that we feel they may be needed. They will stay in some spots though, so you will have some instruction that is, is very small students who maybe are getting speech therapy and things like that. And yes, that would just be one mitigation layer that may assist above the mask and the cleaning and all those things. but. Uh, for all, all that would be moved from classrooms proper. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that's a positive step Absolutely. in the right direction. Yes, it feels uh, like a more of a traditional classroom for it sure. It does. <laughs> and also starting tomorrow, we're going to um, start summarizing our positive COVID-19 cases on a weekly basis rather than notifying the community every single day. Oh, agreed, and I also know we will go ahead and put the link that's to the state website that we must complete daily. If folks would like to see that, the information is there, it just comes through the state piece. Mm -hmm. And we'll tell everybody on the Friday each week of how many cases in each building. Yes. For, through, from those seven previous days. Correct. Great. Correct. Okay, um, let's talk about Juneteenth. The Board of Education recently approved uh, a day off in recognition of that day, even though Juneteenth is actually on a Saturday this year. Right, so we, you know, as the, the governor earlier in the year came out and identified Juneteenth as a state holiday moving forward, inclusive of this year, like you said, just state law, the way it's written, if it falls on a Saturday, you don't go to the previous Friday. 
when it's Sunday, you do Monday. So in this year, we um, did have the opportunity and coming out of our uh, seat committee, which is our SOMERS Educational Equity Advisory Team, which has uh, family members on there, just community members, as well as children on there, the intent and the opportunity to really um, recognize this uh, holiday um, that commemorates the end of uh, slavery in the United States and now is observed annually on June 19th and now and moving forward. And so it really does give us a clear opportunity to put our values and our intent and our, and our um, um, ideals forward. And uh, it was a unanimous conversation amongst our faculty and our staff that are part of that committee as well as the children. One unique thing that everybody to a T spoke about, and we just had a meeting actually yesterday with that group where leading up to that time, we would be working with our adults as well as our children. And so what does this mean for our calendar? You don't see a calendar <laughs> impacted by new holidays. So we wanna make sure our children are fact understand what the importance, the significant importance of this new holiday is. So the day in June for our faculty, for our professional learning day, we'll be spending dedicated time on that day for all staff K through 12 to talk about uh, what this holiday does mean and what opportunities we can have students gain through um, their educational experience, be it a five-year-old or a 15-year-old, different obviously. And then when the children uh, will be in June during that time frame, we'll be working with kids, faculty and staff and recognizing and understanding and appreciating um, this significant holiday in our state. So in the days leading up to the day off, which is this year going to be June 18th yes. by the Somers school calendar, the children will be learning about the significance of the day. I think a lot of parents sometimes feel that the kids would be better served by being in school on that day and dedicating the day to learning about it. Had you just, had you considered that? Yes, there was certainly clear discussion about that. And yet like many holidays that we do have in the calendar, it is a recognition of the importance of that holiday to have that be a day off. Families in their own accord can celebrate that in their own way. And yet our children, we wanna make sure through the, the previous days or even sometimes the previous weeks, having a more focused conversation about what this really does mean as this is a new holiday for the state. Um, it has not, it's not a national holiday as, uh, at this point in time, but certainly for the state is a, is a significant change in recognizing um, some of the challenges that our entire country is going for, in particular the fact of you know, um, those who are enslaved in our country. Mm -hmm. So given our school calendar and the days that we are required to spend in learning, how are we able to um, declare Friday the 18th a day off from school for everybody this year? So the school calendar basically is number of contact days is dictated by the state. And so in any given year, you have to have uh, 180 days that were counted as contact. Four of those days actually the state allows you to use for those professional learning days. We have a calendar of 185. And so we kind of start like every other school district with us a few more of those days available to us. Um, we did have, uh, you know, those traditional snow days this year. So we had a, a few of those days. And so basically there was one day available for us to say, hey, look, why wait? Why wait? Because next year it's not an option. The board's already adopted the calendar for next year for 21-22. It is on that Monday June and June on the 19th. So why wait? And that was a question we asked ourselves, you know, why? Why should we wait? We have opportunity to help our students educate themselves and our staff educate themselves on this holiday. And then the opportunity then to have families celebrate and communities celebrate this really important commemoration here. So Great, great. So 
We're in the middle of budget season, yes. and the budget vote is coming up on May 18th. It's a Tuesday, May 18th. Yes. Um, and you want to talk a little bit about the energy performance contract again? I, I know we've talked about it before, but there's some pretty important points that I think are worth repeating. Absolutely. The biggest piece in there, the cost for funding that project of approximately $8.9 million are twofold. One from state funding and then the other is for energy savings. By asking the community, we actually get an additional 10% to allow us to do even a little bit more in that project. So. All coming from our state uh, opportunities and then from just the savings on the better energy efficient opportunities we have. So just by putting it on the ballot and having the voters approve it, we get an extra 10%, but we can still do the project. What would happen if voters said no? Yeah, so what would happen, we would still do the project. We just could not do the $8.9 million size of the project. So we will have to go back and determine which things we would have to take out, which, um, you know, we've got some really uh, large important pieces. Our boilers <laughs> at Primrose, middle school, high school are going to all be replaced because of this project and so and nobody likes to replace their boiler in their home yet it does have mm -hmm. to happen and so this is an opportunity for us to match that up with almost 7,000 light fixtures being changed in the district for a significant amount of savings and so that really is an opportunity for us to not impact you know, our taxpayers, it allows us to get dollars from the state and savings from the energy, so. So if voters were to, were not to approve this, we would still do the project and it wouldn't cost voters any more money. We no. just wouldn't be able to do as much. Correct, correct. It is, it sounds strange to me when I first learned about this mm -hmm. coming to New York, uh, yet it, it actually maybe doesn't because it gives the strength of the state, say, look, we know our public schools are being taken care of and are being maintained and we're gonna help incentivize that so it does happen because we don't want you know schools to have to close for some reason that they're not being taken care of so i guess in that regard it really does make sense for the state to say look we're going to help you a little bit additional to take care of those schools all right great, great. thank you very much we'll talk to you next week thanks man